Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi there and welcome to Ticket for One, the podcast that celebrates female solo travel. My name is Kate Wills, I'm a travel journalist and each week I'm going to be speaking to a woman who inspires me about her adventures alone. Today's guest is the author and journalist Sam Baker. If you're a magazine fan then chances are Sam has edited your favourite publication. Over the course of her career she sat in the hot seat at Cosmopolitan, Just 17, Company and Red and in 2015, she co-launched the online platform The Pool with Lauren Laverne. Sam has also written five novels, and her debut work of non-fiction, The Shift, How I Lost and Found Myself After 40 and You Can Too, is a hilarious and honest account of what it's like to go through the menopause. It's brilliantly divided into two parts, The Shit, which looks at the hot flushes and what she describes as an end to fuckability, and then it moves on to The Shift, which has chapters including Invisibility is Your Superpower and Witches Get Shit Done. I hear more and more from women who are over 40 who want to take solo trips, often for the first time in their lives. Maybe it's because it feels like a milestone that needs to be marked with an adventure, or maybe it's because it's the first time that they're able to put themselves first after family and work. Either way, I thought Sam would be a great person to talk about why solo travel can be a wonderful experience at any age. Hi, Sam. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. I'm loving what I've read so far of The Shift. It's so funny and relatable. I'm still on the shit phase. (laughs) I'm looking forward to to The Shift. And one of the things it's made me realise is how rare it is to to read about that, that phase of womanhood. You know, I feel like we kind of endlessly read about like, oh, your 20s and your 30s and the stresses that come with those times too. But was was that one of the reasons that that you wanted to write this book? Oh, absolutely. I, I just felt like when I was um, in my mid 40s and I started to go into, well, I was in perimenopause, I didn't have a clue. I didn't have the faintest idea what was going on. And I went in quite, I, I had mine quite early so none of my friends were in the same situation and there were books but they were like you had to go to the health section and you had to and they were all a bit clinical and i just i guess i just wanted to write the book that i would have liked to have read in when i was in my 40s because i i just feel like it's 
there's no other subject that we know so little about and we're so ill-informed about. Mm, yeah, absolutely. As is often the case with um, subjects to do with women generally. But yeah, I thought it was great. Um, and so as you know, this this podcast is all about solo travel as a woman. And it's interesting because I think we often associate going on a trip by yourself with, you know, gap year students staying in hostels and that kind of youthful experience. But actually, um, the research shows that it's becoming more and more popular with women of all ages and particularly like women over 40. Well, I think, you know what, it's really interesting. I was was thinking about this when I, I got your questions through. And apart from work, until last year, I had never traveled on my own. Wow, right. So I had done work trips, but anything that was kind of for pleasure... I'd always been with my partner, partly because I never took any time off. So when I did, it would it would have felt a bit mean to like I'd go, sorry, I see you in a couple of weeks. I'm off now. But um, at the beginning of last year, I went, this is so out of character. This shows you how much I've been changed by the last seven or eight years. I went on a yoga retreat, which is like, it's the least sad thing in the world. Imagine my friends, if my friends were listening to this, they'd, they'd be roaring with laughter. Like Sam went on a yoga <laughs> retreat. I mean, it was January. So, and I, I didn't have the money or the energy to go you know, to Thailand or something like that. So I just went to one in Spain and... It was absolutely amazing. You could be social if you wanted to be. You could go off and do your own thing. It was, it was my, it was my first real experience of a, a leisure trip on my own, and it was the best thing ever. That's great. What was the impetus for for you booking that? Oh, um, life was really shit <laughs> at that point. There was like, it felt like everything was like collapsing down on me, and. It never would have been a response of mine before to say, actually, I just need to go away on my own for a few days. So I think that 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 is definitely, it's an age thing. It's having gone through this process. I think that what menopause, one of the many superpowers menopause gave me was the ability to say, I need this for myself. And I think that's the thing that solo travel is. It's like, I just need to take this time for myself, not be with anyone else, not think about anyone else just do what I want to do and I I definitely would not have done that in the previous 50 years of my life yeah that's amazing then that's great would you would you recommend this yoga retreat where in Spain was it I would you could fly to Alicante or Valencia and it was in in between and it's called La Crisolida and it's not wasn't swanky at all I mean it had a pool and it has treatments and stuff but it was very simple it wasn't one of those woo spas you know, with all fabulous, all white and gorgeous fabulous. It was quite rustic. And although what I hadn't banked on was it was no caffeine and it was, it was vegan. And I, I hadn't read the small print, basically, because I never read small print. I'm useless. And I got there and they were like, okay, no coffee and no alcohol for a whole week. But I, I didn't think I could do it. But I did do it. And when I got back, my husband said to me, oh, you God, you look so different. Your skin is amazing. I didn't want that to be the case, though. I wanted no. to have not worked. <laughs> I know. I actually had a similar experience when I when I said yes to a yoga treat, and it turned out to be raw food and vegan. And I I did actually look amazing when I came back, and I was all like, "I'm definitely going to carry this on in London. Like this is great." And then obviously, like two days later, I was having a burger. Oh God, I was the same. I was the same. I was like, "Oh, I've done this. I'm I'm so I'm so vegan. I can do it." I had a cup of coffee and a croissant at the airport. 
I mean, I, I didn't even get off of Spanish soil before I blew it. I bet it tasted great, though, after all that. Oh, that coffee yeah. was amazing. It went straight into my system. Yeah, it was buzzing. <laughs> That's so great that you enjoyed your first trip alone. Has it kind of given you the bug now to maybe do that again? Yeah, I, def- I definitely would like to do it again, just go and just head off. But we've just moved to Edinburgh. So I, at the moment, I'm really into the idea of really exploring Scotland and heading up into the islands and right up into the northwest. That would be great. Yeah, and obviously at the moment travel is a little bit off the menu, international travel anyway, but that's nice to kind of explore a new a new city. That's great. You say you ha- you kind of hadn't, hadn't ever had the chance before because of being busy with work, but were there other things that you thought might be challenging about solo travel, which actually kind of turned out not to be? Yeah, I mean, I think, well, as a young woman, I think... Um, and I lived in North London. I lived in Tottenham for a long time. And then when I moved to my partner, we moved to Muswell Hill. But I think as a, as a young woman in general, you get really used to carrying your keys in your knuckles, you know, when you're walking home at night or so I wouldn't say that I was frightened, but I think a level of threat is something you're used to. I wouldn't say that consciously put me off, but I'm sure that that people think about that when they think about traveling alone. Yeah, yeah. And I suppose as well, that's, you know, in a in a really weird way, that's kind of a nice thing about getting older. Rebecca Solnit kind of writes about doing a lot of walking alone as a young woman and obviously kind of getting quite sort of harassed on the street. And she's saying one of the, the great things about getting older is, that, you know, not necessarily that, that you get harass less but just that you care less basically yeah exactly I think one of when I was writing the shift when you get to the shift bit the first chapter which you would uh, of the shift half you would think um it maybe doesn't sound initially that positive but it's, it's all about invisibility but actually one of the things that all the women I spoke to said was that they felt like in a way the male gaze having been turned away from them was was a real liberation because they didn't feel exposed in the way they had as a young woman. They didn't feel like it was part and parcel of being a young woman. It was that you had to put up with that shit. Frank, my lads, swear? Yeah, totally. I'm sorry. Yeah, no. cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying not to be too sweary. I'm a bit sweary. And they, you know, and they were saying how as they got older, they'd noticed what their their a couple of them had twenty something daughters, and they were saying they'd noticed what their daughters had to put up with, and it made them remember how they had kind of, as a younger woman abroad, you know, by which I mean just out and about, they'd felt they'd felt they needed a certain level of uh, armour and that they didn't feel they didn't feel the need for that anymore. And I just feel I think that's that's true. It's A, you just feel more confident. I kind of this sounds ridiculous, but I feel bigger and more present, like more allowed to take up space. You know when you're sat on a plane and some big bloke sits next to you hopefully not because of social distancing and they and they have all the arm yeah, the man spreading on the plane. oh god the man spreading on the plane and they think that if there are two armrests they're both theirs you know and I feel like now I would go can you just move your arm whereas in the past I would have just gone I'll just like move my elbow into my ribs so that I don't touch that's so contort ourselves to kind of feel as small as possible so that it's a real psychological shift as well as whatever might happen physically or whether or not you know young blokes are hitting on you anymore if they ever did it's it's a real like it's more about how you feel inside Mm, absolutely 
There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Let's talk a bit about your, your work trip, because obviously you've had an amazing career in, in magazines and as an author. Have you had any like funny experiences traveling by yourself for work? Most of my um, work trips were, you know, to the fashion shows. Uh, so New York, Paris, Milan. But my favorite time, well, there are two that kind of spring to mind. I mean, when I was editing Cosmo in the UK, I used to go to New York to see Helen Gurley Brown. Oh, cool. Um, oh, wow. I, I know. She was <laughs> such a legend. I love her so much. I loved everything about that trip because I love being on planes on my own anyway. Absolutely love it. I love that, especially that transatlantic trip. And you're like, okay, eight hours, no one can touch me. No one can get to me. And also at that point, I was allowed to travel business class, which was great. So you had your own pod and everything. But by the best trip I, I did for work was when I was editing Red, we were looking at starting a conference, a kind of a big convention. So I went to that Oprah convention in Atlanta. <gasps> wow. What was that like? Oh, my God. It was amazing I'd never been to Atlanta before Atlanta you know it's that part of I'd never been to that part of America before I mean I'm cheating a bit because I did meet a friend there but it was it was so amazing and I used to be very um cynical of anything I thought was a bit woo-woo I'm a bit more tolerant of that now that's kind of another change but you know but sitting in an auditorium full of thousands and thousands of women and Oprah comes on and, and she's, a, she's a preacher, you know, and I, I can't say that I swallowed it in quite the way that some of the audience did. But, you know, when she was telling you about feeling, when she was like uh, saying you should be feeling the joy rising, you could feel the joy rising in the room, you know, it was, that was an incredible trip. We went to a restaurant in Atlanta called Miss Pity Pat's Porch which is, I mean, it's such a tourist trap. It's the full-on gone with the wind type vibe. And so we went We went with a full three courses and we did, so we did the salad bar stuff. I mean, the salad bar would have fed a family of five for a week. <laughs> yeah, with all the dressings. And I love them. Yeah, and yeah. it was huge. And then they bring the bread basket, which is really a cake basket. And that's enormous. So just the two of us. And then the starter came. It was huge, absolutely huge. And but this was like the way before the main course. And we were just like lying on the floor going, oh, my God. I mean, it's a real tourist trap, but it was a great experience. Oh, that sounds amazing. Oprah and, and that, what a Americana kind of adventure. That's great. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard mixed things about Atlanta, actually. I think 
can be quite it's great that you you were with someone I think it can be a bit sort of impenetrable and spread out and you sort of need a car in that way that a lot of American cities can be yeah it wasn't a walking city for sure and I did walk from the hotel to the convention and it was you know sometimes if you ever try and walk in LA you just feel like you're just walking along the side of a freeway feeling like an idiot. Yeah, it's a bit like everyone's that. like honking at you, like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. You totally stick up. I quite like that, though, because I feel like, because no one walks in LA, I feel like if you do do it, it's kind of quite rebellious and cool. <laughs> just the way my, my mind works. I didn't learn to drive until a year ago, so I'm always that person walking when it's, like, not appropriate. Yeah. Well, I'd much rather walk anyway. I mean, I love New York for that reason. And I mean, I haven't been to San Francisco since it's been tech broad. But when I did go to San Francisco, it's just, oh God, probably about 20 years ago now. I love the walkability of that Mm -hmm. city too. Mm -hmm. And Edinburgh obviously has some great walks. Have you been doing many of those? Yeah, it's it's a wonderful city. I I first came to Edinburgh with my, it wasn't my husband then, uh, well, it would have been like 30 years ago. And that was the first time I came. I've just absolutely loved it ever since. I love that you can stand right in the middle of the city and you can turn one way and you can see mountains and you can turn the other way and you can see the sea. I absolutely love that. Yeah, And then all those like cobbledy, windy streets. Yeah, the crazy old town with its like murky, spooky history. Yeah, so it's amazing. Get lost in. What do you always like to pack when you go on a trip? whether alone or, or with somebody else oh god charges <laughs> <laughs> very practical Sam <laughs> I know I know um I, I am I am quite practical I mean books I'm such a massive reader that I can't imagine being anywhere without reading material and I like to read books that not not travelogues but books that might be set in or around the area that I'm going to give you a sense of a, you know, a vibe. I remember the first time I went to the Greek island of Kefalonia, like every other person you saw was reading Captain Curly's Bandolet. <laughs> yeah, it's like required reading. Yeah, but, you know, it's equally, say, there. That's the first place I read Margaret Atwood's The Penelopead, and, I, and I'd never read any Greek myth, really. And, you know, so you're like literally sitting beside a pool, where we stayed on the north of Kefalonia, you look out across um, Ithaca, where Odysseus, where he lived, but was never there because he was always off being having an odyssey. And you're just thinking, oh my God, I'm reading this. And that's where he was. So I love that. I love that experience of getting inside the sense of the place. It's really cool. Circe would be a good one as well for a Greek island. Have you read that one? Yes, I love Circe. Pat Barker wrote an amazing book as well around the same time as Circe, which is is really, really good. Oh, okay. I'll check that one out. So a suitcase full of books and charges. (laughs) And uh, where are you going to take them? Where's kind of next on your, your list? Obviously... Right now, it's probably not not going to be imminent. But say when it's next possible, is there anywhere that you kind of rely on? Oh gosh. Well, I mean, like I say, the next trip is probably going to be the north, around the north coast of Scotland. Furthest north I've been is Arbroath. So, um, and that was a long time ago. I went to stay with some friends up there. So, you know, I'm excited about going up around around the north. I really want to, I'd love to get back to those, the Ionian Islands. I don't know about you, but I do know a few people who've managed to go on holiday and I can't stand their 
Greek island holiday photos <laughs> yeah. makes me want to thump them. Instagram is a difficult place right now, <laughs> for sure. Um, what tips would you give to someone, I guess particularly, you know, an older woman who maybe hasn't travelled by herself before and is, is thinking about booking a trip? What, what would you say? I think if you've literally never travelled on your own before, then something like a, a yoga retreat or you know, some kind of a setup like that is a good place to start because it's like a halfway house. You're doing the traveling on your own and you can spend all your time on your own if you want. You don't actually have to socialize at all. But if you want to, there are other people and there are other people who can show you the ropes and you can be fed and and all of that. And if you don't want to participate, then then you don't have to. Yeah, that's a really good point. It's a bit of a kind of gateway drug to solo travel yeah exactly and it is it is a gateway drug because it definitely made me want to do it again oh that's amazing would you do another yoga retreat or would you try something different one of the reasons that I thought I'd try that was because I kept trying to do as part of my you'll read in the shift as part of my kind of quest to get a bit fitter I tried almost everything but whenever you went to a yoga class as a kind of a relative novice with like a bit of an idea of what a down facing dog was but that was about it you just end up to you know spending 45 minutes in the child's pose and watching all these incredibly limber women contorting and thinking what am I doing here and I know that's not the point of yoga it's not about them it's about you but the reality is that's not how it is so part of the thing that was great about the retreat was that's what they were expecting from you. They were expecting that you you could be any level and you just so I kind of learned to do it. But I like Pilates best for it's a bit lazier. Yeah. It's a lot of just lying on your back in Pilates. Yeah, and like stretching your leg and stretching your other leg. Yeah. It's weird that there aren't more like Pilates retreats, like Pilates holidays. That's not really a thing, is it? No, it should be. I don't know. Maybe it doesn't feel worthy enough. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, you don't have all that spiritual side. Yeah, it might be the machine aspect of it because obviously you can do Pilates on the floor or on the machines, but maybe people expect machines and that's a big outlet. Yeah, I think I it know. would be good though. Maybe we should start one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Retreat, definitely. Oh, brilliant. Well, thank you so much for chatting to me, Sam. It's been really a pleasure and, and loving the book and getting so much from it. And I feel like I want to give it to every woman I know, you know, in her 20s or 30s or 40s or, you know, wherever. Thank you, Kate. I loved hearing from Sam about the perks of getting older and how liberating it can be as a woman, especially when it comes to travelling alone. If, like Sam, you're thinking about taking your first trip by yourself, here are some tips for solo travel first-timers. As Sam says, a yoga retreat can be a great option, but if yoga's not your thing, then I reckon any activity holiday is the perfect way to get a taste of solo travel because there's always other people around if you want company and you've also got the built-in structure of whatever it is that you're doing. I went on a brilliant kite surfing trip to Essaouira in Morocco last year with a company called Kite Worldwide. I met loads of great people of all different ages and learned something completely new. Cycling holidays, painting, cooking, anything where you're learning something or doing an activity is a great option. If you're travelling alone for the first time, I think it's really important to book something for your first night. Not just your accommodation, but where you'll have dinner too. 
If you're feeling a bit lonely when you land, that first night can be tough. And so having something planned means that you don't end up sort of wandering around on your own and eating somewhere rubbish or staying somewhere you don't particularly like. Lastly, I think it's a really good idea to train yourself up at home before you go on a solo trip. If you just take yourself on small solo adventures and see how you find it, it really helps when you're building up to going away by yourself. So take yourself for a coffee alone, eat a meal by yourself in a fancy restaurant, go to an exhibition, maybe even leave your phone at home so that you can uh, actually appreciate where you are and experience the surroundings. If you can do all of that by yourself, then you can more than handle a solo trip abroad. That's all from me. Thank you so much for listening to Ticket for One. I'll be back next week, or you can follow me on Instagram at Kate Wills Writes. If you're enjoying the podcast, please do rate and review it. And please share your questions and experiences of solo travel with me by emailing ticketforonepodcast at gmail.com. Hope to see you next week and goodbye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.